This podcast contains adult content, so if you've got little ears in the car, you may want to turn it down. We also go deep into the emotional, spiritual, and energetic worlds, so please open your hearts and proceed with care. As soon as your outer vestments are in hand, I know you're easy. Even when you're a woo 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 I can hear the cicadas on my end, and there's not much I can do about them, unfortunately. That's all right. I don't mind this. Yeah, it's kind of. I love it. Cicada energy is totally. I love cicada energy because that is totally this energy, letting the old shell go. Mm. Like that's why you can hear them today. Love it. Welcome to the Woo-Woo-Verse. We are stepping through the mirror and into the vast time and space of woo and weird and wacky, unusual, healing, hopeful, helpful, joyful and magical. We are your intrepid guides. I'm Kira Lee. And hola, I'm Lynette. Good news, everyone. It's a new year. We made it. Haters said we wouldn't, but you know what we did? We crossed the threshold. We made it out of 2020. We're on the other side. Yep. We're on the other side of something. The yes. <laughs> we made it to 2021. I don't know if it's a relief or not. I just know that it's a thing that happened. And, and yeah, here we are. Here. <laughs> and, and it feels a little bit like we've circled back around, right? Like we're back at the beginning, a new year. Um, and potentially mm. we know as little about what's going to happen this year as we knew in January 2020 about what was going to happen Mm. and and so we're kind of back in this place of dreaming it up especially when you think about a lot of the the rules and the things that we used to think the way things were done what normal was it's all different now we're in this constant process of manifesting and dreaming we're not are we and we've been through that big threshold which is called the harmonic convergence that happened through december which hasn't happened for a very long time like with these great conjunctions so i think 1632 was the last time we had some of that happen and then what that means is that kind of like the energy of the movie the dark crystal where the Mm. crystal got cracked and everyone got separated there's this chance for it all to come back together and so what we've got to do is go how do we participate in that collective coming together? How do we unify and create it all again? Like, where do we go to now, knowing that we're stepped into this new age of Aquarius? How do we live in this language and this frequency now? How does the collective reinvent itself? Because when we think about manifestation, it's often presented as an individual experience, isn't it? And there's that great meme, maybe you manifested it, maybe it's white privilege. Mm. How does the collective reinvent itself? Oh, from the bottom up, really. <laughs> like it's not top little... down, is it? No, no, it's really not. I mean, we would love for that great energy of leadership and hope to guide us through. And I think there's a secret part of every human being that wants someone to show us the way. Yes, but yeah. in so many ways, as we've spoken about before. That guidance has to come from within because this revolution is spiritual. It is coming from an inside voice, an internal universal connection. The awakening is going to happen inside first and then project to the outside. And I think that it does happen one by one. Like it's almost that Aesop fable thing where one little pebble on top of the other Mm. creates the overflow, the tipping point, you know, concept from Malcolm gladwell yeah and have you ever heard about the hundredth monkey theory the concept 
that kind of 100 monkeys is too many monkeys? No, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) No, so it's this concept and I, I don't know whether it's scientifically proven or it's a story, but it proves the point of like saying that there were these monkeys and they were always doing something a certain way. And then some of the monkeys learnt to cross the water threshold into another island where they realised that some of the monkeys were doing things and getting nuts and seeds and food in a different way. They learnt a whole new technique about how to farm and hunt for their food, carried it back and began doing it on their island. And then over time they taught the baby monkeys how to do it. And eventually that whole group of monkeys transformed itself and they said that a hundred monkeys was the tipping point where it started to emanate through the tribe Mm, so i guess we're kind of like contributing to the hundredth monkey theory here where you know we're inventing the next journey we're inventing the next energy the new vision you know the the question is what is that and particularly if we're coming from these two different sides how do we get a collective vision without any leader that everyone agrees on? Yeah. It's hard to imagine the future. What's that thing that it's easier to imagine climate catastrophe and the end of our species than it is to imagine something other than capitalism? Yeah, I was reading this great article about all the things that these amazing authors and dreamers and writers had thought would be happening by now in yeah. twenty and 2021. Where's my flying car? Where is yes. it? I mean, it's, yes, I have a supercomputer would... in my pocket. I'm not complaining. It's fine. But I, <laughs> flying cars as well, please. Uh, there's all these amazing things in these stories, like we'd all be wearing socks instead of shoes because they're more mm. comfortable. We're wearing mm. tinfoil hats. We'd be driving mm. flying cars. We'd all have our own helicopter, um, things like that. Obviously, some of that has not happened, but there are people who were projecting into this mm. time and trying to imagine a new world. I guess where it's really interesting is to think about what is not working, like what is not working. Maybe we need to start there and what is not safe. And if we can start there, it's kind of like laying the foundations of a house and then we have to build the walls and then we can create some kind of bigger structure. An intention. What do we really want? Like what is it? At the moment it's kind of presented to us that what we want is money. Money, what do you know? Money, jobs, GDP. These are the most these are the most important things and everything else can suffer so that these things are held up. It's not working. So what is it that we actually want in our communities Mm. and um, on this earth and on this planet? And then intention leads to action. Then you know what it is that you're Mm. working towards. And it's like working locally, like to try and create a vision maybe in the local area or the local vision and then somehow contributing that to the greater vision might add that layering effect, you know. But it it is massive and I think that's why we've always said we need lots of creatives and artists and people who are at the forefront of their field in thinking and innovation to guide us because... Obviously, if someone sat in their their room for 20 years thinking, how can I make water systems better or how can I make sure education is really leaving a legacy, they're the people we kind of need to hear from. Yes, these visionaries, these creatives, these thinkers, like the Time 2020 Kid of the Year. How good is it that they have a Kid of the Year now? Mm, um, first one ever. Young people inherit the earth. They need to be recognised. Uh, Jitanjali Rao, who uses technology for 
solving problems like the opioid crisis and clean drinking water and so oh she's phenomenal and we can't do this on our own we have to move this into new spaces like asking these innovative children and people with amazing knowledge we have to kind of bring it all together you know it's so interesting watch advertisers pick up on this stuff about how to create this new world and what our new themes are for the year it'll be collective work um, service you know meaningful action community unity like all of these things are going to be put into ads over and over and over we don't need yep that just makes the problem worse yeah yep because if we do all this work together we actually aren't going to want to buy stuff anymore like we're actually going to dismantle the systems that make that cheap stuff cheap for us and expensive for the earth and that doesn't look good on an advertising slogan does it that's putting them out of business (laughs) and i guess you know somehow we have to join our heads together Mm. don't we like our spiritual heads together and vision a new earth vision a new world and i imagine that means that some of the people that hold power now are going to have to move out of power gonna have to give it up actually be and look forward rather than look back we do so much looking back and i don't know that we look forward enough especially to the generations that are coming and what what it is we're giving to them yeah i mean where we come from and what we believe is that they hold the power and inspiration already Mm. to heal the earth and continue the generations after them so they actually have the answers we we're here to support them while they birth that world not the other way around like we were kind of manifestation let's get into it Because, you know, maybe you manifested it. Maybe it's white privilege. Who can even really tell? Uh, Lynette, what do we mean when we talk? Like, it's such a buzzword. What do we even mean when we talk about manifesting? Besides relationships, twin flames, you know, where's my person? Where's my $30 million? Where's my money is the other question (laughs) that that I always get. Where's my person? Where's where's my my $30 million? Um, Manifestation is one of the reasons I guess people fill out the little form of I'd like to come and see you because I don't feel like I've got my stuff yet. Um, So this is going to be an interesting thing to talk about. I'm really pleased to talk about it because I do feel like it's a very late stage capitalism view of what it means to work with energy and, and and work with our lives is where's my stuff? How do I get my stuff? Ah, uh, I think it's become that. I think yes, that, not that we have heart, thanks but to we're the, sold it like that. Exactly. And thanks to the secret which awoken everybody to the concept if you haven't seen it. Don't, no, don't even get me started. Where were you? But there, <laughs> you know, but that's a very interesting story, I think. We'll have to go back to that about manifestation, but the experience of that was that it woke everybody up to believing they could have what they want and they needed to alter their energy and mind and thought frequency to get it, which is great. And it also got everyone into the idea that manifestation is something that we vision or we think or we want made real. But I think it's more complex than that. I think it's more beautiful than that. I think it's about alignment and I think it's about energy and I think that's why we're going to love talking about it today. And I think it's also about not being a zombie in your own life. And I don't Mm. say that in any critical way, but we're not often taught to be the architects of our one wild and beautiful life. We're taught this is what you do. You go to school and you get good marks and you get a job and then you get married and then you have some kids and then you just like buy some stuff and die. The end. We're not taught actually it's a vast beautiful world out there where you can kind of whatever you want is cool. Go get it. Like go spend your energy however you want. You have infinite power of creativity. Go have at it and this is how you do it. So then we kind of get a bit stuck. We're like well I don't actually I can't manage 
manifest anything. I can't create anything. It's just, it is what it is. So I think on that level, the idea that we get to be the creators of our lives is breathtaking and important and beautiful. Well, that's the essence of the manifestation. Mm. And and the thing is, right, think about it, you've already manifested. You, you're already here. Well, you're already manifesting, yeah. The call is coming from inside the house, people. That's right. If you've ever lived a fertility journey, watched an IVF journey, you know that we cannot control all of this. Something from out there has to come into this physical earth plane. And we are a product, a living product of infinite, already predestined manifestation. So we live in that experience of being manifested. We are the creator in incarnate full stop like then we can learn how to use that and do things as you say like create a life outside of the structure which we're allowed to do yeah and I think if you've ever woken up and been like how did I get here like how did I end up in this life that I've realized I don't even like did I sign up for this I don't even really want this you manifested it like it's cool you can manifest your way out of it as well Mm. but I think it is really important to know that it's not just when you write it in your journal that it's going to happen it's an ongoing process of where you choose to put your energy and how you choose to direct your life and let's talk about structural privilege as well the conditions you were born into Mm. the circumstances the opportunities that you're given that all plays a role in it as well I think there is something in this which is very much about levels of awareness and understanding so you come at manifestation depending on where you're at and hopefully what where we get to today is that we can talk about how to see it in its highest form with its highest power because that's where I think you really understand this is a gift this is a this is part of my creative power this is why I'm here and this is what's going to fulfill me rather than just the never-ending cycle of I hope for stuff, I wrote it in my journal and I didn't get it, or I got it, yay. And it's like up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, and Mm. this constant trying to fill a hole inside of yourself Mm. with stuff Mm. or thinking that you need to put your happiness in the future. Okay, well, I'm going to manifest the job and then I'll be happy. I'll manifest the body and then I'll be happy. Well, no, actually, you're allowed to be happy right now. Like you you can move those obstacles out of the way to your own happiness in this moment. You don't have to keep putting it in the future. It's not stuff that's going to make you happy. It's like opening to your own beautiful powerful magical nature that's going to make you happy and I even think the wound is deeper than that about why Mm. we're so anchored in the desire to manifest I think that the wound and the need to manifest comes from the need as a human being to be real to be validated to be seen and to be heard so what we do then is we start this game of if I can do this or I have this, then I am this frequency and I am valid. And if we start going, oh, my goodness, let's not play my wound out on what my life is meant to creatively unfold as, I think it also changes the game. And the other... Sorry, I'm just laughing because, like, I've just been playing my wounds out my entire life. I'm just like, I'm learning to stop it now, but I also have been playing my wounds out my entire life. Like that has been my go-to. Give yourself a break. That's the way we're raised, right? You're raised from the minute you kind of wake up to everyone talking about, oh, did they walk at the same time or did you eat this or did you do this or, you know, there's so much judgment and competition and then you go into a school that might be all in that structure and 
you know, I understand why people went, oh, I don't want that for my person. But then what does that do when people don't know how to operate in a structure? And it becomes very complicated. But that deep need inside a human being to have and to feel full and to be seen validated and real, I think is where it starts. And that's probably where we got off track as well with capitalism, pushing on us, pushing on every button we have. Yeah, I agree. And so what, when we're talking about manifesting as the direction of energy, what is not manifesting? Well, not manifesting is being completely devoid of any consciousness that you have an impact or any Mm. connection into the world at all. But I also think what's not manifesting, and this is a bit of a surprise, is it's not about getting what you want. Oh, but all I ever wanted was what I want. God, what do you mean about what I need? That sounds difficult and painful and not that much fun. Yeah, isn't that funny? Immediately that's the response where I feel so much freedom in the fact that I want things, but if they're not right for me, I'd rather have something much higher and much more organised than me take care of it and me not go through the pain because my belief is they're trying to save me from the pain, not take me into the pain. I agree, but that's ninja level. That is ninja level stuff, that being, I mean, I am zen with what I need and not just completely attached to no, what I want. And, and, and I hear that, but you know what? It didn't come from looking pretty and it being easy. I have come to that conclusion from deep, deep, grave pain, my fingernails being lost from holding on and clawing on and screaming from the depths of my soul that I didn't get some of the things I want and realized that no amount of that pain, temper tantruming or anything was going to change that. There are some things, there are points in your life that you get to where the answer is just no. And that as an adult was one of my hardest, most heinous lessons. And it didn't just happen once. It happened several it never times. Does. And my ego was so strong. It was like, if you don't give it to me, I will kill myself. That's how yeah, strong right. my ego was. Till that point that I went on into counseling on that day because the rule was that if I ever got to the death wish, I had to ring her. And she saw me and she said, tell me what's going on. I was like, And it was, you know, I couldn't get the love I wanted. I couldn't get the money I wanted, whatever it was. I'd lost something. And she said to me, here's the thing. If you want to go there, you can. That, that that, You can manifest that. But I don't think it's going to get you what you want. And I don't think you're going to be lucky enough that it's going to be a clean break. And you're literally holding God at ransom. You're basically saying, if you don't give me what you want, I want, you lose me. And she said, you better be careful. Because your self-esteem is so low that you could actually create something that might do that or harm you terribly. And it struck me that I was tantruming like a five-year-old to get what I wanted. Yeah, I'm the same. No no always triggers my inner child who then proceeds to throw a tantrum. Um, I think we all do a little bit of bargaining with God. And again, it's not manifesting, but we do a bit of it. If you do this for me, I'll do this for oh, you. Yeah. Or like trying to do like deals with the divine. I don't know that the divine does deals, quite frankly. I don't think she's up for it. All those people out there who are on the recovery journey, hello, we love you. We, we support you. We are with you. If you're on day one, we support you big time. But people who go through the 12-step journey understand this, that 
there is no bargaining anymore. Sometimes yeah, there's yeah. no more chances. Yeah. You might yeah. end up incarcerated or you might yeah. go back or you might lose your wife or your children or whatever. And there is a point where you just can't, as an adult, try again. Like you have to go, well, what else is there and what am I going to yeah. do? And that changes the journey. Manifestation, it's co-creation. It's not holding God ransom. It's not bargaining, but it is an act of co-creation. It is an act of stepping up to God. If you consider that or the universe or whatever you name it and going, all right, I'd like to be involved in this. I'd like to be present. I'd like to really clearly state what it is that I want. I want to really be mindful as I direct my energy and I'd like you to step to me and we'll do this together. And I'll let go of it. That's like the real key to manifesting, right? Is letting go of the results of the of the process. Yeah, to go, that's right. To go back to your question about what isn't manifestation, it isn't a series of personal human steps that you can take expecting an absolute outcome. Mm, yeah. That there's a whole wave of this work that is about mind power and psychological manifestation of your energy and direction of your energy and I get all of that. That's one level. And then there is an entire other level and these are the teachers like Carolyn Meese and Alanya Van Zandt and all those people that have come before us that talk about what is the divine plan and the bigger magnificence that you're trying to awaken into? What if it was already there? What if you'd already set everything that you're even thinking or dreaming or inkling about into the universe already way before you came and that your job is to remember and to step into it rather than to be like going, getting up every day and writing hard in your journal and then a little, that's a lot of hard work. That's still a lower frequency connection into the universe, I think, than this bigger Yeah, and connecting with the divine is not the same as applying for a job. Uh, One of the turning points for me with manifestation was when I was, yeah, I was a single, I was alone, I was dating, but I hadn't kind of connected with anyone that I wanted to be with. And we were at this club and I went to the bathroom and I came out of the loo, I came out of the toilet, and there were all these women doing their hair and doing their makeup and spraying things and getting things like preened up and – I remember standing there. I know I'd had a couple of tequilas or something else, God knows. And then I was standing there and I was like watching this. And the only way I can describe it is all of a sudden I just saw it as peacocking behavior, like this major, major peacocking behavior. And everyone was at their best, their shininess, shininess, just, you know, tweaking a little hair and putting on a little bit of extra this. And I walked out and I just went in the middle of it and I thought, I mean, I had done that too. And I was like, oh, God, I'm here. I'd love to meet somebody. I'd love to connect. But wow, if I connect somebody when I do that, they're going to meet that. And that is not what I am 90% of the time, nor do I want to be. I'm. There is no none of that energy that I can uphold all the time. So I kind of realized if I went and did that and then attracted that, it would only last for a short time because it's not who I really was. And I walked out of there and my friend was like, are you all right? And I was like, I just had this major epiphany. Like, I love that we're here. It's really fun. We can do some dancing. It's awesome. But this is never where I'm going to meet friends or my people because this is not who I am. Like, I need to do more of the things I love, more of the things I want to go and see and be and it will all just come together as it's meant to. 
And it was a great relief to realize that those things that we're taught that we're supposed to attract somebody with are not the things that attract somebody. In fact, the more you're you, the more you do what you need to be doing, where you need to be doing it, the way you need to be doing it, it attracts money or it attracts relationships and connection. It attracts um, chemistry of those frequencies. And that was a massive turning point. It's not dog eat dog. It's not elbow the other contestants out of the way. It's not like you've got to have studied the hardest and worked the hardest and really Ah. promote. Like it's a different vibe. And sometimes we do come at manifestation like it is a job application or it is like defending our PhD. And and it's not. It's cool. You can chill. Well, it's a muscle, right? So – I've been mm, to, like I've, I've walked yes, on coals. I've, I've taken 150 people across coals. That was a manifestation of my own personal capacity and a very extensive one to make sure everyone got across those coals and knew what they were doing. But I've done all of that. I've done the air punching. I've done the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I did it in a time where I was coming out of my lowest vibration and what was interesting about that is I was right next to the person air punching and doing the fire walking and all of that kind of stuff. And we went to dinner afterwards and I said, what happens if all the affirmations just don't really feel like they're true? Like I hear you and I felt so exciting. My frequency was so high and I walked across those coals and I was one with the source. And then I walked over glass and I was one with the source and I did it. That's a wild Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think that's my personality and I'm not really that person. I'm a lot more yin and a little bit more I'm not so sure whether just because I want it I'm supposed Mm. to have it. Now, trust me, there was a time in my life if I wanted it, I wanted it. But I was at a broken place where I was like, I don't know if that's what I want anymore because some of that's led to pain. And they were like, they just looked at me like, I don't understand you. I'm not quite sure what you mean. And I thought, wow, I need to go and do some research about what happens when this doesn't work for people or this air punching and goal setting. And I'll tell you now, everything that came into my life that fulfilled me afterwards did not come from those air punching moments. They helped me. They strengthened my capacity to connect and bring energy in and use it, but they were not the thing that got me what I wanted in the end. My mum used to always say this thing when I was little, um, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. And if it was that simple, if if just wanting, if, manif- if manifesting things was just as simple as I want the Ferrari, I wish for the Ferrari, poor people have been wishing for money since time immemorial. Like if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. It's not actually that simple. It never is. I, I love that you say that because one of the things, and you know, we've all probably been guilty of it, putting up memes that have come from a very privileged place and that they they must resonate with people who think, well, what the hell did I deserve? Yeah, like so, oh, well, like I deserve what I've been given, right? Mm. Illness from childhood or whatever and this poverty or my losing my mother at a very early age and, and the questions are real. So I created this, like it's my, it's my fault and I think there's a whole lot of stuff around that where it's, it just is. There is a there is um, frequencies and levels of entry and karma and journeys they, that is real. Like it's true. What we can do about it is interesting. The movie 
Parasite. Okay, so spoilers for Parasite. I'm not going to go too deep, but Parasite, one reading of it, it's like it's about capitalism and how we all get fucked by capitalism. Um, but it is a little bit of like you can read it as a parable of manifesting and not thinking it through completely, thinking like I want and yeah. going for what you want without understanding the full picture and really and then somehow you manifesting what you want hurts other people because it's not just about you. There's always a knock-on chain. So homework. UTC for this week. Go watch Parasite. It's amazing. Because okay. um, yeah, nothing happens in a vacuum. It always happens in a society. We are always in community. The things we are seeking, the things we want, they have a, effects on those around us. And I think, you know, we we are pushing against things like The Secret, but when it came out, I was so excited that it came out because it was speaking a language to the world that had been kept from everyone. And so I don't want to discount the power of that. such a nicer person than I am. (laughs) As soon as they got to the bit like, you can have the necklace, I was like, fuck you, (laughs) turned it off. Well, funnily, I think there was, and don't quote me on this, um, that there was some dispute about whether that information was all that person's or whether they originally got it from another group of people who had been spending a lot of time talking about alignment and manifestation and And they repackaged it without kind of acknowledgement it they then sold it to the world and interestingly if I asked you did you buy a copy of it or did you receive a copy of it 90% of people will say I received it for free because the alignment of that was not in alignment Let's praise the fact that that came onto the planet. Let's praise the fact that there are people air punching and sports people who are manifesting power through our bodies and psychologists learning about the power and direction of thought and all these kinds of things because that's amazing. But we're talking manifestation on a whole different level and a spiritual level. I think. And you taught me this really great thing. Have you prayed about it? I use this constantly. Have you prayed about it as much as you've worried about it? Because that is the idea that we're already manifesting. And if I'm worrying about it constantly, I'm kind of creating it a reality that's my worst case scenario, but that's where all my energy is going, is creating and feel comfortable in worst case scenario. But if I flip it, if I'm like, oh God, how about I like try and pray for this? How about I try to yeah. manifest this? How about I try to like really lift the vibration on this? Then that's what I'm creating. And it's not worst case scenario. And that came about because all the people I gravitated towards during my return to my personal alignment or healing journey were all the people who were talking to me in books and on videos about praying about Mm. getting back into clearing any obstruction through prayer and it is the you know we'll talk about elements and ways to manifest but it is the one of the most powerful tools you can use to manifest it isn't asking for stuff and and I even have this thing where I'd say it's not affirmations I I have this real thing you'll know because when I taught you I always talk about it and we do do invoking and we do use words because words are frequencies but I have this big thing about affirmations where I'm like you know you really have to feel them to be able to use them See, I love mantra because I come from the yoga world. Mantra is so it's different. all mantra. And not, no, no, but I use mantra, not necessarily the traditional religious Sanskrit mantras. Mm. I really use a lot of 
mantras in English about my about my life. I'm working yeah. with somebody at the moment who's got real confidence issues and so we are working with mantras of confidence. No, I think when you say a mantra, it's very different. And I think the power comes from repetition. So mm. you've got to keep saying mm. it until you believe it. Mm. And especially people who have been saying to themselves for so long, you're a piece of shit, mm. need to say, actually, you're amazing and you're valid and you're allowed to be here just as many times. That is form of medicine is amazing. I think mm. the concept that you sold that you can just, you know, say one thing and then that's it is no, it's no. if, uh, like again if it was this simple we all would have done it <laughs> since the time we were kids we've wished to be you know um the prince or the the dragon slayer or the queen or whatever right like and mm. it, yeah it didn't mm. come true some of us it did i guess so it's not wishes manifestation is not wishes what is it and how do we use it it might be a soul it's it can start with a soul wish but i mean really it's all energy as I said, and this is why we love talking about it. I mean, so that's much. our answer to everything, though. Isn't yeah, it? it's all energy. Bit. I think it really is about looking at things in terms of resonance and spectrums mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. frequency. So, love if it. we talk about energy and we talk about resonance, uh, it, you know, positive resonance, heavy resonance, light resonance, it kind of starts to make more sense. And it's not about satisfying the ego, and it's not even sometimes about an actual end result although I absolutely will guarantee that if you start putting things on a vision board and you start using these energetic principles that you very well much can manifest it in the form that you wish and it's often beautiful and surprising and crazy but I think we've got to go back and have a look at the fact that when you have a wish if you feel scared that you're not going to get that wish if you feel like you're frightened or you're angry or you're holding resentment or blocks or anything around it, your resonance immediately drops. So if what you want in your mind has a high resonance, like it's a magnetic frequency that you go, oh my God, I love that thing. I would so love to do that. But inside you feel 90% less in resonance. If we work from the law of attraction, which governs manifestation, those like attracts like rules will not apply there you're down at 90 percent, even though you want it and the resonance is up there and it's not going to meet and wantingness and the feeling that you are aching for something lowers your resonance so just in basic principles we've got to think is it making me feel higher or is it making me feel lower and wanting and trying and needing and worrying lowers resonance and also you've got to ask yourself what am I going to do if I get it have you ever had like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you ever had like some guy whistle at you on the street who's like maybe a young guy whistling you in the street or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, you wouldn't even know what to do with me if you got me. Like, honestly, like, good luck, son. And I feel like it, this is the same in manifesting. It's yeah. like, you're fine, you want the million dollars, but what are you actually going to do with the million dollars? Like, can you hold a million dollars? We hear all these stories about people who win the lotto and it destroys their life. It's like, it should be the dream. It's what everybody wants. And it actually totally ruins their life because what they wanted wasn't the money what they wanted was something different and so if you are calling for something if you're calling for the million dollars but you wouldn't have any idea what to do with a million dollars or how to hold a million dollars it's not going to come well the block could occur at any part of the journey it could be I don't feel worthy of even wishing for it or asking for it or putting it on paper or doing what I need to do to raise my resonance to get it or then what I'm going to do when I receive it the block could occur in multiple parts of that journey But I think the thing that cancels it a little bit or dissolves all of that is when we come back to the concept 
that we are not separate from the divine resonance. Remember we talked about the soul and that the soul is our essence and then inside that is the spiritual resonance. We are in us that resonance. So if you spend your day, yes, having a vision board, having a list, writing it down, and then spend your time manifesting contentment, connection, love with that frequency, um, finding ways to remind you of that frequency, you will find that you will think, this is possible. I could, I could handle this. This is, this is something that could work. And it is a bit like exercise. Isn't it? If you just go for a jog once in the month, you're probably going to like hurt yourself. Whereas if you just like build up to it and you do a little run every day and running becomes part of your practice and you also have a stretching practice to support your running. And then, you know, like you stop smoking because you want to keep running and like maybe you don't have that drink that at night because you want to get up and run. Then all of a sudden running becomes this really beautiful um, practice that you get really good at. And manifestation is the same. If you just do the journaling and nothing else in your life, then it's kind of almost like soil as well. There's not fertile soil for any to grow. Well, it's funny you bring up exercise because some things like dancing and yoga and swimming in the ocean or swimming that have these long, beautiful resonance and flows that get us connected and open the chakras and get us breathing reminds us of this resonance. When we spend mm. time with animals and nature, it reminds us of this resonance. When we serve or we feel in gratitude for life, we're in cleaning. resonance at this age. Cleaning I actually, has a cleaning practice. used to make me connect to that resonance, like everything yeah. was right in the well, so I think that it is important to have a think about what we want and be clear on the intention and write it down and scribble it out. I certainly have lists. My partner literally is the list that I wrote back in a day. And it is important, I think, to have a heartfelt sense of what you're wishing for. But the big thing you want to put on that list and what you want to bubble it with is how do I want to feel? I want to feel fulfilled, passionate, happy, excited, um, safe. And those are the resonance then that you need to work towards bringing into your life. That thing isn't going to bring those resonance into your life. When you create that resonance, that energy that you're manifesting that also holds those resonances starts to attract and bingo, you get a match. And why, what, why, why, why? I always recommend that people act a bit like a three-year-old when they're doing this and just keep asking why. What do I want the job? Okay, why do I want the job? Mm. What, do, what is the significance of the job? Mm. And you're absolutely right. What do you really want? What do you want to feel? That's like, how do you want the job to make you feel? Because then it doesn't matter if you don't get that particular job at that company. You can get yourself to a place where you feel the way you hoped that would and that's the real manifestation that you want. It's not necessarily the corner office. It's that feeling of feeling successful or supported or seen mm. or whatever it is that you're really, really seeking. The Buddhists are never surprised that if we just want something, in particular in the physical world, we end up feeling worse about the whole thing. That's yeah. not be surprising because the whole concept with Buddhism and manifestation is all based on altruistic motive. The concept that that will raise your frequency to feel like you are more worthy of receiving more positive energy so having a a motive of wanting to be in a world 
and and a job that makes you feel fulfilled, that is serving you and others, that's bringing great abundance and health, are more altruistic motives than writing down, I want a $30 million job with 10 cars in the office and 15 photocopiers and three people who serve me and blah, 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 blah. What does that really mean anyway, right? Yeah, and it's not to say that you can't bring it down to that level. Two things I've done this with that I remember that wasn't just one thing on the list. I wrote a list of where I live that had everything down to hydrangea bushes, a pumpkin patch, a chicken coop, a long undercover driveway that my children could ride their bikes in even when it rained, um, a massive country, you know, warm, huge kitchen, a bath that both my partner and I could fit into at once. It was crazy. Like I just went, right, start there. What do I really want? Light coming in through the windows and I went, right, okay, put the list away. But then I wrote next to it, how do we want to feel in this house? We want to feel safe. We want to feel grounded. We want to feel like we can spread our wings. And it was really the minute we started looking, we kept going. And I said, we're searching for the things, but we're searching for the feeling. Searching for the things is searching for the feeling. And I don't didn't hold any fear in my body, even though we had to move and we were kind of under pressure I was like we'll find it it'll happen and then when we went to all these different houses I immediately got this no 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 and it was missing things and then we went to this other house and I was like I was walking down the driveway six foot fence which was one of the things I asked for and then it was like oh my god there's a hydrangea bush there's a pumpkin patch there's the driveway there's the Everything was there. Everything I had asked for was there. But the biggest thing that was there was the feeling. It was easy. Mm. It was happy. It was just, it was so simple. And I think that's the thing. And I would say the other, you know, like talking about this, the other thing that really counted in your favor there was not, that was not the first thing you'd ever done. You weren't like, okay, I want stuff. Give me stuff. Write it down. Here it is. To get to that level, you have to have done, you've got to have done the marathon training in order to get to that point. I think what you do is you run it through in cycles about things and you you use this as a practice, like you describe with exercise. You, you, you start out and you go, all right, well, right now I'm going to write a list about this month and then I'm going to write the feelings I want for this month and then I'm going to practice the cycle of manifestation for this month. And yep. once you do it a few times, I think you start to get to a point where you're like, oh, it's not just about what I want. I am starting to feel like I'm servicing this inner connection. And once that resonance starts coming back, I think you get that pump happening. It's easier and easier and easier. I end up saying, because I, so I travel permanently. I live in a suitcase. I'm constantly going places. And so I end up manifesting a new home every couple of weeks. Mm. Um, And so I've realized that occasionally people will be like, oh no, that can't happen. To be in that city at that time of year, Mm. that's impossible. You'll never find anywhere or did it, you know, the stories people have. And this probably makes me sound really cocky, but here we go. I'm just like, oh no, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, whatever you think the rental market is, that doesn't actually apply to me. I'm working on a different level. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not even looking at the ads online. I've, I'm, I've got this, I do the energetic back end, and that's, how it works. And sometimes I get the amazing perfect place and sometimes I don't, but I'm that's the system I'm in and I'm really happy with it. And that's interesting because when we went through the process that I took you through, that is designed to remind you that you are not separate from the divine. So yeah. then you start realizing I'm not separate from the divine. Yeah. Everything that is divinely meant for me yeah. is is meant to come to me. I think one of the things that's really interesting in this is that 
I often start right back and ask people, what were your birthdays like? What was having a birthday like? What was your birth like? Because if you're not used to receiving things or not feeling good about any of that, you'll often bring that in to a sense of, I can't have it. Mm, I don't deserve it. It's not going to be right for me. And then you resonance spirals. So creating ways that you give to yourself and feel good at receiving and connecting is the starting point, I think, to powerful manifestation. That's a really interesting point about what we already bring to the table in terms of manifesting, what we think we're allowed to have, what we know we are and aren't allowed to have. How does our power and manifestation center How do they work in this energy? What are the positive and negative forces that allow us to manifest or get in our way? We already covered the concept of souls and how we come in and, you know, the concept of the destiny energy and what we're living with in karma and all of that kind of stuff. But then we've got this power available to us that by definition would be considered we have equal divine power within us no matter what the circumstance Yes. And so where we kind of need to start is where we are and what we've come in with and what we feel about that and what our resonance is and how we're dealing with all of that. And then we need to kind of think about, and some people don't, they just stay in that. They stay in the wheel of destiny of wherever they're at, their karma, and they're not awake. Yeah, this isn't their lifetime, right? Next lifetime might be where they get to it. As so many authors in this work have described, there's usually a clanging or a waking up from slumber and it usually starts at four in the morning, let's face it. (laughs) You can't sleep, something's wrong, you're itchy, you're missing something, you're aching, you're craving. And then from that craving, we ask, what is it I'm missing? Or what is it that this is trying to tell me? And I like to ask, what is the feeling behind this? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it like, so I really like to get clear on the feelings. Yeah, Yeah, because the feelings are the thing that I need to move with in order to get to the place where I want to, because it's resonance, it's frequency. It all comes back to the feeling again. How do you feel now? How do you want to feel? Mm. Yes, as opposed to what have you got now? What do you want in the future? Yes, so we've got to clear the space. We've got to be open to getting what we need and want and I talked about prayer before because one of the quickest ways to clear those blocks is to literally call in a higher energy and ask for those blocks to move so if I'm feeling incredibly frightened that I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life my prayer would be to ask the higher power or the higher force to come in and to help me feel secure and to heal anything that was in my childhood or in previous experience that left me feeling that I was separated or I was lost or I was alone or no one could see me or hear me and that I can feel full so that then I can attract a different experience. And I think even naming it brings it out of the dark a little bit. That's one of my favorite yeah. things to do is when I'm in that, when I'm feeling so desperate or sad or lost or whatever, instead of just trying to like sticky tape it together and keep going, I stop and I name it. And I'm like, all right, God, here's all my sadness. Here it is. Here's my river of sadness that is currently flowing through me. Yeah. Want to share? Great. Let's share this. Like, And there's somehow naming it lifts it. And then I don't have to bear it alone. Oh, 100%. You need, you need to call it into the light. And I think that that feeling when you look at what we're doing there is different to just sitting down and scribbling the dream. Without any consciousness or mindfulness or awareness. You might start there, but then going into the river of the feelings and energies and the emotions mm-hmm. to understand your resonance is a starting point. The next step is to go, I'm willing to do the heavy lifting and the work and the assignment that requires me to heal the reason 
that I have that feeling or there is that experience. So I talked a little bit about, you know, what was your experience with birthdays? What was your birth experience? What was your first seven years like around receiving, feeling validated, seeing, felt and heard? Because they have a tremendous impact on how entitled we feel. Equally, it's important to say that there are people who feel entitled to everything. And when I read those people and they cannot believe that they are not living the cushy life or didn't get the villa in France or whatever it was that they were, they are astounded and they want to know where their stuff is. It is kind of remarkable when you read somebody who comes in and they're like, I'm really here to have a, like a chat with my guides because I didn't get my stuff and I am here to like read them for filth. It's remarkable trying to do a reading like that. I've done a few. It's Whoa. I very rarely read those yeah. people twice. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you're here to ask me about your stuff, it's probably your, I'm probably not your yeah. reader. Yeah. Because I love working. I love working with people to get them healthy and happy and fulfilled. But I'm not here to talk about why you don't have yeah, your I mean, stuff. Like that. It's just, it's just such a waste of precious sacred connection. But it happens. And such a like, again, something like I feel like I don't even want to blame those people necessarily. It's the water we're all swimming in as well, which is capitalism, which has told us that having stuff makes you important, having stuff makes you happy. And we do get stuck in that a bit. So then when we go to talk to the spirit guides, we're like, but I want to be happy. Where's my stuff? It can be really hard to break out of that. Well, also, if you look at the 90% of people in this industry, everyone's selling you that they can get you stuff oh, it makes me furious that's why I think it's about connection and alignment and awakening and awareness and using these experiences I do think sometimes my branding is a bit wrong because I'm like I will help walk you through your dark night of your soul I will help you heal I am here to support you I should just be like I'll get your stuff here's your stuff no I don't think your branding is wrong at all I'd be really if I have anything to do with your journey I'd be like going that is not okay um so you show up for the assignments which you know we're always talking about which is I think I try to say to people let's make them fun let's not see this as a oh shit you know I've got to go back and deal with the reason I, I want to do my homework validated I say can we embrace how exciting, and we've talked about this, privileged the position is to be able to go, I'd like to change my life and I'd like mm-hmm. to have a look at all the reasons I haven't been and I'd like to explore myself. That is, oh, my God, that is a privilege to not be thinking about survival yes. mode. And I just want to say something about survival mode. When we're stuck in survival mode, which so many of us oh. in the Western world are, hilariously we eat and have more crap then we could possibly know what to do with. But we're stuck in survival mode and that survival mode takes us into fear and lack and then it creates a block. If you think about the fact that animals never get pregnant in a in a world where there is a drought or a lack, it, it's a lack of fertile frequency. So if you are in survival mode, always looking at what you don't have, is terrified all the time, not living in contentment and fulfillment, even if it's a tin of soup, to feel grateful and full and to be celebrating, you're actually reversing all the energy back from going forward into fulfilling and bringing more resonance in. So we really need to have a think about survival mode and being able to look at ourselves and talk a little bit about our feelings and what our childhood was like is a complete and utter privilege. 
Absolutely. Uh, and my number one tip for anybody wanting to start a manifestation practice is start a gratitude practice. Do a month of gratitude first, like lay your ba base, get comfortable with what you've already got. Because then if you look around at what you've already got, you're not going to be so desperate and needy for what you want. You'll be grounded. You'll have opened, you'll be ready to flow and you'll be coming at it from a really strong point of view. So start, start with what you've got, start with your month of gratitude mm. and then move on to your manifestation. And don't forget to be grateful the entire way. You don't want to be the person who gets what they want and then just not mention it ever again. You want to send the thank you card to the universe as well. You want to be like, I saw that. I didn't miss that. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think it is really important. I have, I don't know. I think I got New Age gratitude journaled out. So I have, I have to think. Anyone out there who's a bit like me, I have to think of it differently. It's the same thing, but I just think of it differently, which is to have sacred reverence and honor for things like. And it is. It's like what you said. I saw it, but I just don't call it gratitude. Yeah, and it can be exactly. It can be like you don't have to journal every morning. Say say grace before every meal and name three things you're grateful for. That's a good start. Yeah. That's where you can yeah. start. In the car on the way to work, name what you're grateful for. On the car on the way home, yeah. name what you're grateful for. Like it doesn't have to be a big process, but it's like that energy of gratitude is a good energy. And it to clarifies start with. your intention yes. because you're trying to get to it's that how you point get where clear. my intention is fulfilled by my resonance. So we've got to get clear about our intention. We've got to look at what's really going on underneath the energy. Then we need to, everyone says the next step is to think it, feel it, believe it. But as we talked about, it, if you have not felt the fullness of love, how can you create that just randomly in your life? It's like so, so difficult. So find experiences that mimic that energy. So for example, I took groups um, once for a year on magical experiences. They'd turn up at 4am in the morning. They didn't know where they were going. And each experience was to open them to a different frequency that they may not have experienced in their life and their childhood. One of them was we went swimming in the open ocean with dolphins. Another one was we jumped out of... Um, Another one was we went into this amazing crystal caves and another one was we were flying off massive experiences of um, heights and jumping into like a massive um, air pit. And the thing that is about that is it's got absolutely nothing to do with maybe what's on your vision board. But if you can have the experience of I let go of fear, I jumped off the cliff or I felt held in the arms of love underneath the ocean and connected to by this divine force that was bigger than me, something in our brains starts to say, this is real. It's bigger than me. Something's working for me. Something's got me. Something's held me. It's going to be okay. And then you'll be able to surrender. Then you'll be able to say, all right, I'm going to give the universe the benefit of the doubt that it's got me, it's holding me, and that my magnetic increasing is adding to this flow. And what we learn is that that faith then becomes the glue. It's like we have to build that up to get to a point where we're like, no, I really can surrender. All right, I'm surrendering a little bit more. I'm letting go a little bit more. And then we realize this is this is so important that I know that I am governing the resonance that the divine is working with and working through. It's a whole it's a whole thing that we're supposed to get in our childhood. If you look at why we send people to schools and why we take them through different things is it's because we're supposed to have the memory of joy being loved, being validated, being seen, you know, having an experience of exaltation 
and it's meant to be positive, but so many of us do not live that childhood. So it makes being an adult in this experience really hard. But we can do it for ourselves. We can experience it again. We always like to think micro and macro on this podcast. So this is how you do a manifestation on an individual level, how you get into the flow mm. and the energy. But of course, things happen on bigger levels as well. There's like global and collective manifestation and creation. Well, we are in the midst of that. As we head into the age of Aquarius, we are being given the quest to recreate this world and co-create it with the divine force. And we all have to come together for climate change, right? Like that's oh, like we've all been given this not just climate change. we need to do together. Absolutely. All of it. We have to heal our planet. We have to heal each other. We have to change the way our governments and education systems and healing systems work. It all – like there's a moment where you go, oh, my God, I've, I'm in shock about how much there is to do. But the great thing is, is that if you look at the age of Pisces, it works on all those old versions of manifestation. It's the third chakra belief that I am the power. I can do what I want. I can move something. I can take as much as You're I want. You're for the job but kind it, of vibe, right? Yeah. But then we look at the age of Aquarius and it's like, hold on. We're not, we don't have to do this all ourselves. We have to remember how to manifest and resonate and use our practice of spiritual connection to heal so it may be that we need mass prayer and mass meditation on these things that are causing us so much anger because we do believe that the revolution is going to be spiritual it's not it, it's the revolution not I keep a revolution it, of it capitalism versus communism or whatever it might be it's spiritual that's what we lost that got us it into will this end position. up being that's spiritual. what we need to come back to mm. to get us out of it and that's why Marianne Williamson, I believe, was such a powerful force in that American journey to stand up and remind everybody of these spiritual principles in politics. But, you know, if you're scared or afraid and you don't think, what can I do? And I've had people write to me and say, I can't get out there and I can't rally and I can't do this. And equally, I've had people say, God, I feel split between climate change and the refugee crisis. And, of course, it's just all in this massive energy. But if you look at any of the sacred texts or you come back to the bigger principles of this, it is about people sitting down and recreating in resonance together. Anything, any movie we've watched Anything has gone, what happened? And it was a shift in consciousness Collective. and a shift in directing yep. the energy together. And, yeah, like you said, using it individually is one power. But imagine together. when we yeah, all gather yeah. and we yep. Yep. send it through. All right, what are our takeaways? What have we learned today about manifesting? What are, what are we um, – you can do it. You're already doing it. You've already done it. You are manifested. Yeah, yeah um, it's big. The principles are the principles and they don't change. So the law of attraction is the law of attraction. Resonance equals resonance. You have to work with the laws of energy. Be careful what you wish for. Is it really what you want? Yeah. What do you really want is the question. Yeah. And how do you want to feel? Mm. Stick with contentment as your commitment. Yep. You can't fuck it Let up. Let go. And Make sure you, you let can't it go. Miss what's got your name on yeah, it? Yeah, you can't miss what. That's, I like that one. You can't miss what's got your name on it. And and ultimately, anything that passes you by did not have your name on it. So you can kind of stop worrying about it. You don't have to stress about it. It wasn't meant for you. And if a door shuts or you hit a stagnant point and you think, "Oh my god, this is terrible," stop. Reset the resonance. Come back to something very simple. Put a pot of soup on the stove. Make some bread, reset your space, get your head in alignment, move your body, feel your heart, get back into your soul and build the resonance again, build the connection and then open three doors and I will guarantee you those doors will lead to another door, will lead to another door, will lead to another door and it'll lead to your thing. It's just the way it is. 
there's a line in Mad Men that says when God closes a door, he lifts a skirt. And I know that's the wrong way to be looking at this, but that's what I always go to. <laughs> that's my go-to thought on that. Thank you, Roger. Yeah. Um, what yeah. does the world need now, Lynette? What are our what the world needs now to end our episode on a really lovely positive note? I can go first if you want because I'm looking mm, at my what go, the world go, needs go, go. now. Yep, yeah, I do. So have, part, of my, yeah. um, part of my side gig is I am a house sitter and, you know, houses take care of themselves. What I really am is a pet sitter. And I'm going to say what the world needs more is more um, or what the world needs now is more companionship between animals and humans. Um, and I'm looking at a very cute little rescue dog called Pie right now who's just missing his, his carers so much. I'm not his carer. I'm just in for a week to do the job and he is missing his humans so much and it's actually it's like beautiful it's just so beautiful the bonds between humans and animals and that's what the world needs more of now and that's because animals have the most pure perfect divine resonance so that's perfect Mm. and I'm going to recommend something else that's about resonance that I've really gotten into and I encourage everyone I work with to get into and it's um, chakric dance classes, five rhythms yes. dance classes, big shout out to the five rhythms community in LA. I know you're really rocking it out there and taking people into great journeys. Kate Shalar and the crew, Daybreakers, sober dance in the morning before work and these are massive energetic rave spaces and if you don't know what to do and you're stuck and your vibe's low, get go out, dancing, listen to some people. sacred sounds, go dancing and, yeah, kick it out that awesome. way. Awesome. Where can we find you when you are not in the woo-woo-verse, Lynette? I am at myenergymentor.com. And you can, uh, you can find me at kirrilylynch.com, K-I-R-I-L-E-I-G-H, lynch.com. And thanks for being my co-host through the... Second season of WWV, we did it. Can you believe this season actually cause it actually happened? Because we did sit down at the beginning of this season and plot out what it was going to look like. Well, funnily, we didn't change any of the themes. Every We hit every one theme, but we had, man, we had something more to say about it, right? We thought we'd release an episode every week. <laughs> no, it was more like, thought, okay, episode a week, this is what it's like. No, no. Yes, no. stay on top of that timing. Yeah. No, divine timing will continue into 2021. Yeah. Not sure when we'll be back. We'll be back somewhere. It's been a freaking pleasure working with you, Lynette. And, yeah, um, we are planning on taking a break. So this is going to be our final episode of season two. There's going to be a break before season three. We've got some really yeah. exciting plans mm. for the season. And we don't know how long they're going to take to put together. So we're just handing it over to Spirit. It'll come around when it comes around and we will let the woo-woo crew know when we are back. And even if we're not here in your ear holes, we are with you in spirit and we support you. For sure. Support you out there, woo-woo crew. 2021. Here we come. Here we come. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. The Woo-Verse is recorded and edited by our incredible super producer, Dan Zivkovic. We love him. And if this conversation has brought up anything for you or if there's any extra work you've realised you want to do around this topic, then please know that you do not have to traverse the Wooverse alone. We encourage you to build a support team around you and to do what you need to do to take really good care of yourself because you're amazing. So be good to you.
Thank you so much for listening to The Woo Wooverse. So this is going to be our final episode of season two. There's going to be a break before season three. We've got some really exciting plans Mm. for the season and we don't know how long they're going to take to put together. So we're just handing it over to Spirit. It'll come around when it comes around and we will let the Woo Woo crew know when we are back. And even if we're not here in your ear holes, we are with you in spirit. If you dig what we do, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And for bonus points, um, the rating and the review, we love it. And it does help us spread the word. We really appreciate everybody uh, who's already done that for us and everybody who plans to. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, WooWooVerse. Come and have a chat with us. We love it. Hey, Lynette, support you. Support you.